Hey guys, and welcome back to the Coffee and Foils podcast. I'm your host, Simone, and I'm so excited to have you here. On today's episode, I talk with my guest, Lauren, about how hair is a big part of her identity. I think this topic will resonate with a lot of people because whether we realize it or not, I think most of us feel the same way. Lauren also acknowledges that her hairstyles have signified different phases of her life, and as she begins a new stage most of us know as motherhood, she finds herself contemplating a hairstyle change to go along with it. All right, let's begin. Hi, Lauren. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Hi, Simone. Thank you for having me. Thank you so, so much. I'm so excited. Um, so you and I were just briefly talking about a couple different topics that we could go over on today's podcast and you had a really unique perspective and I was like, that one, that's the one I wanted to talk about. <laughs> so, um, I, so you had said something about hair as part of your identity and you were saying, um, that you've been like every color under the sun. I've known you for several of those colors. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess we've actually known each other for 15 years now. Wow. Right? I'm we're dating bad. ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're old enough to know each other for 15 years. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I've seen many of those colors. and um, But you have always kind of had the same general hairstyle. So when you said hairstyle being like part of your identity, I feel like that resonated with me. So I want to talk, I want to know more about how you feel about that. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, since we already dated ourselves, uh, I'm 30, I'm 33 now and I have only had two hairstyles my whole life. I, up until I was about 18 or 19, just had a middle part, you know, straight across bangs and that was just my look for my entire life. And then I remember one day it was in college and I was sitting in my friend's basement and we were getting ready to go out. And a girl that was at the college that lived from out of state was with us. And she was like, Oh, do you mind if I like play around? Like, you know, we'll get each other ready. And I was like, okay, that sounds fun. So she came over and she just pushed my bangs to the side and kind of swept them over and she goes, oh, that looks really nice. And I looked in the mirror and I went, oh my God, it does look really nice. Who is this person? And <laughs> I just felt like adult version of myself and completely different. And I feel like I portrayed that to the world too. And I just like lived part two of my life with this hairstyle and loved it and just am still with current hairstyle since. And I feel like I've just been too afraid to change it and change who I am and move on from that person. And um, it's almost like a security blanket. I've always had long hair too. I think maybe once I had it up to my chin and I just felt exposed and I didn't feel like myself. Um, but I'm now a new mother and I, my son's seven months, uh, seven weeks old now. And I don't know how long I'm going to be able to keep the long hair for. <laughs> like it's going to be a lot of maintenance. So uh, maybe phase three will start soon, but it's, it's something weird to think about because I've just been attached to it for so long. Yeah. It's like when you wake up in the morning you look in the mirror and you're like, oh yeah, that's me. Like you don't even think about it. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And even when I go and get my hair styled, 
if the person that's styling my hair doesn't part it like the right way, I still feel like something's wrong and something's not right. And I have to like, I have to fix it before I go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you can feel the hair is on top of your head or not laying the right way. <laughs> the part exactly. by a quarter of an inch. <laughs> the hairs are going in the wrong direction. Yes. Um, yeah. I think that's something kind of like special and unique that as stylists, we might not consider, but like wear people too, right? So hair, I know that hair can be part of your identity as well, but it's interesting to think that even though you've had fun with color and every color, mm-hmm. if your hair like isn't laying the right way or parted the right way, you don't feel like yourself. Yep. Which is super interesting. And yeah, Lauren has always had long hair as long as I've known her. And her hair is like very, very heavily parted. I'm just giving a description. Um, mm-hmm. And I can't picture you in anything else either. <laughs> so I can yeah. see how that would be part of your identity. And um, you know what's funny? So I have, a, I have a piercing, right? I have the Monroe piercing, which I got when I was 18. <laughs> so 15, no, mm-hmm. 16 years ago, I got it when I was 17. And uh, there were moments that I was like, I'm an adult now and I should take this out. And it was especially when I was a bridesmaid in two of my friends' weddings, like back to back. I was like, we're adults. Like we're all going to be officially married. Maybe I should take this out. And I don't even know why I was thinking about it because it's literally just a part of me. Like I wake up in the morning and I don't even think about it. So I don't know why I was so like hell bent on being like, should I take this thing out? And the thing is, (laughs) it feels like it's a part of me. Like if I were to wake up in the morning with a new nose, suddenly I wouldn't feel like myself, right? So if I were to take that out, Mm -hmm. it would be like removing a piece of skin. Or if you were to change your hair... It would feel like you <laughs> went to sleep and woke up with plastic surgery, right? Am I right? Yeah. yeah. Th- that's, a, that's a good analogy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why like, I'm talking about myself for a minute because I feel that way about my piercing and it's something so subtle that honestly, I've known people for like a decade and they'll be like, did you just get that? I'm like, no, it's been on my face for longer than you've known me. But it just, things become such a part of you that I think it becomes hard for people to even notice that you have it, if that makes any sense. It's not like changing your clothes, you're getting fresh color. It's like you always part your hair that way. You're Definitely. Straight. And that's yep. part of you. Yeah. Now, have you, let's talk about with it kind of being your identity when you've gone to stylists or hairdressers, um, when you've gone to someone new, have you found that they've always respected that? Has anybody ever tried to talk you into something different? <laughs> um, so they've pretty much respected it. The only issue I've ever had is, uh, you know, maybe more being cut off on a trim than I wanted, but I feel like everybody kind of goes through that and I've gotten over that the older I get. Um, one time I was persuaded to change my hairstyle. And it was just, I went with it because I have always had straight hair. So it wasn't really even the style per se, like the, the part or anything, but to give myself some texture, they had said, oh, we can do a body wave on you. 
And I was like, well, what's a body wave? And they explained it to me and they were like, it's not quite like a perm. You just have a little bit more of dimension to your hair. And it sounded like exactly what I would like on a daily basis for my hair to look like. So I tried it and it was one of the worst <laughs> decisions I have ever made in my entire life. Um, there was no wave. It was just frizz <laughs> and I, it could not grow out fast enough. Oh my God. When did you do that? probably like 10 years ago now. Wow. I want to say I'll find a picture and send it to you. you. Yeah. And if you could send a picture and allow me to maybe post it when I post about your mm -hmm. episode, that would be good. Cause we can share with anybody who may or may not be listening. <laughs> Cause I can't keep those things to myself. Um, I, I don't, I don't remember that. I don't, <laughs> um, I, I probably hid it very well and just put my hair up all the time or was not posting pictures or was straightening it so um, you wouldn't know. So that was like a stylist who was looking at your hair going, I wish it would do something else and I'm going to problem solve this and suggest this thing to you. And you were just like, okay, you're the professional I trust you. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So... Mm -hmm. So your hair texture afterwards was like dry and frizzy? Which, yes. And I had never experienced that in my life before. So I did not know how to manage it. So I just went back to straightening it right after I got that done. And how long did it um, and really I, like grow that out? Like a year? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> It was not fun. And I'm sh and people would look at it and be like, oh, it doesn't look that bad. But I'm like, no, you don't know what my hair looked like before this. I had stick straight hair with no frizz that I never had to do anything with or I never could do anything to. And this is not what I'm used to. Yeah. <laughs> I was oh very self-conscious about it. I can't imagine that. Um, so other than that uh, tragic mishap, um, and other than like trims going out like slightly too much or whatever, um, most people have respected like your heavy side part. No one's like tried to get you to move it over. No, but I think it's also because I have expressed to them that, um, I have a mark on my forehead from like a childhood accident that I had plastic surgery on. So I've been self-conscious of it. And a few people have, you know, said like, oh no, like you don't even notice it, but it's like, well, I notice it and I don't like it. So I like to have it covered, whether it be side part, full part, you know, uh, full bangs with just something over it again, like as a sort of security blanket that, um, I feel protected by. Yeah. I get that. So that's, that's good. That's good that you've had like the positive experiences because I think out there, there's a lot of people who would be like, no, 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 let's just try this or whatever. Um, Cause it is a little bit of an emo side part, right? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. And I can say that because I literally just grew my emo side part out like in the spring. Uh, <laughs> Cause I was like, I am 33 as well. And for me, it is time. It doesn't read that way on you so much because your hair is long, but for me with the short hair and the emo side part, like I definitely look yeah. like <laughs> stuck in the local Long Island music scene for far too long. Um, and uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so moving forward. If, so I know you're only seven weeks into this new mom life and uh, congratulations on that. He's adorable. Thank you. Thank um, you. Where where do you see your hair going in the future? And like, what do you think that 
means for you and your identity. I mean, I know you're going through this whole new identity shift anyway, right? Like you, you this year alone, just for people to know, like Lauren has mm-hmm. gone from like engaged to married to pregnant to mom, literally in the year 2021. Well, we're recording this in the new year, but like all within one yeah. year. So that's a lot of identity shifts to begin with. So like, where are you finding your new identity now? And where do you, what do you think you'd be willing to do with your hair in the future if you did end up having to change something? Um, I mean, I think that I'm more open to the idea of changing it now. Like aside, like you, I had said before, it was just like a new chapter of my life I felt like, and I wasn't ready for that to end, but it, it has ended and I am in this new chapter. So that's definitely part of the reason why I'm open to the idea of, of having a new style. And also just because of, you know, the, the state of the world and with the, the current ongoing pandemic, I've been working from home for two years and not leaving the house or having to do anything with my hair. So just, I feel like I'm in Groundhog Day and every day is the same day. So even if I wasn't a new mom, I might probably be in the same boat where I'm just more open to something fresh and something new and just to have some change in my life. (laughs) And it seems like it's silly to have something as small as a hairstyle be a change in my life, but because I've only had two (laughs) in my past 33 years, it is a big change for me. Uh, And I don't, I don't feel silly saying that because it's, it's true. And that's who I, you know, it's, it's who I am. And it's part of how I identify myself. Yeah. And also not to mention that, like, I feel like everybody is feeling like small changes or big changes right now because life is so crazy. As you said, like living through this pandemic, so many people are working from home and even people who aren't, aren't leaving the house much. So it's like something as simple as like getting a new pair of socks is like (laughs) making your day sometimes. So I can see how even just waking up and looking in the mirror and feeling a little different than you did the the day before could be, could feel life-changing right now mm-hmm. um, definitely this goes to show the power of hair and, um, <laughs> but I will go going off of what I was saying before I'm more open to the change and I've been going to my current stylist for several years so I have never really walked away not liking what I've had done so I wouldn't I think that's also why I'm more open to having change too it's not like I'm going out there and saying, okay, who can I find and who's going to do it? And I've never met this person before. Like, I think because I'm also very comfortable, I'm more inclined to change as well. Yeah. Which I think is huge. Right. So like, so, so far, like you're saying that your hair has always kind of been your identity and you've only had two. So like for one half of your life, you were one person with one style of hair. And then another part of your life, you're another person with another style of hair. And that's, even though it feels to you like it's something like silly or small to feel so protective over, it would be insane to let just anybody change that. For you, right? <laughs> like even if you were like having like a manic episode and you just like <laughs> right away, I feel like that would be insane to walk into a random salon and be like, I need a change. Cause that person doesn't know you. They don't know your hair. They don't know that it's a part of your identity. And yeah. I feel like if a client were to go to a stylist that they trust and they have a history with, then at least they know that even though they might walk out feeling different and unsure and maybe even scared because they just did this big change, 
that they trust their stylist to do something that'll work for them and their lifestyle and look good on them. Yes. And that's definitely the, the major part of it. But I think also that because I'm comfortable with them, if for some reason I didn't like it, I would be comfortable telling them that. And then we could work together to figure out another solution. That's huge too. That's, that's something I didn't even think of, but that is huge. Um, and what I wanted to say, because I did remember my train of thought, my thoughts <laughs> will come back eventually, is uh, I, I have a lot of clients who they'll come in and they'll say, you know, maybe when we get up to the haircut parts, especially since we're talking about cuts, it's easier for me to go that way. But, um, you know, I'll say like, oh, are we just doing a trim today? And they're like, yeah, I know I'm boring. And it's funny because it always seems like they're being apologetic, right? Like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm boring. And it's like, girl, I am so happy for you that this is what works. Like I have never in my life judged somebody for keeping their hair the same. I have judged people for not taking care of their hair. (laughs) (laughs) Like I want you to have good self-care and get a haircut more than once a year and things like that. But like, if something works for somebody and that's what makes them feel comfortable, like I'm never going to turn around and be like, okay, well you came to see me today and it's time to change. Like, no, never in a million years. When someone comes in and they want to change, I'm excited because I'm excited to like take part in that and be a part of this moment, even though they're going to walk out and their friends are going to see them and their husband and whoever, and everybody's going to tell them they look great and no one's going to be thinking of me, right? That's okay because it's not Mm -hmm. about me, but I like being part of that moment and I get excited to change people, but I get equally as excited to just give somebody a trim and make them feel more beautiful than when they woke up that day because they still feel like themselves, but just more fresh. And I can't even tell you how many people apologize for not changing or like, yeah, you know, the same, sorry, or yeah, I'm boring. I'm, oh, I'm so plain. Or people like, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not going to do the epic before and after picture today. Sorry. Yeah, like, like it's like, they almost like feel bad or maybe they feel like they don't like, they don't get to allow me to be creative enough or something. And I'm like, no, literally just you spending time with me is what I'm getting. And if I'm gonna like give you the comfort of feeling, uh, like safe in my chair, because you know that I'm just going to give you a trim, even though like you think that I'd rather have you walk out looking different, which is not true. Um, Like I'm just happy to give people that comfort. So I wanted to say that because it has to do with what you're talking about, right? Like Mm -hmm. not that you're sitting here saying like, I apologize to my stylist for not changing my hair, but there's nothing wrong with you having the same hairstyle for the last 15 years or whatever it is. And you have fun in different ways because you do change your hair color, but not everybody does, right? Like they come in, they get the same thing every single time. They like their hair blown out the same way, cut the same way, colored the same way. And you know why? It's because they know that it works. And hair can be scary if you get the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Right? And this one's on the topic. It's like we could talk about this for a million years. Yeah. And I think I've been stagnant with my hair color just out of like the older I get, the the less maintenance I want with it. So if I find something that works, you know, okay, I've just stuck with it for a while. So all the more reason that a different style is, is more appealing. 
But back to what you were saying, I don't want to turn the table onto you, but I'm just curious from a stylist perspective. I think that a stylist would be excited when someone comes in and says that they want to change and the person in the chair is nervous, but does it make you nervous too to like give somebody that, that big, you know, change that they, they don't really know if they're going to like or not? Or... Um, yeah, I like this question. Um, yes and no. And it, it so much depends on who the person is, what my relationship is with them, meaning like how long I've been doing their hair. Um, mm-hmm. and how much of a big change they're asking for, right? So, so much of my job, more than, more than skill almost, is like learning, like reading the room, learning the person, right? So if I have somebody who I've been doing for two years, let's say, and they've always been scared of change, and they come in in January, and they're like, I'm thinking of, of changing, you know, we'll have a conversation, I'll be like, okay, but if you're not sure what it is you want to change, why don't we do the same thing today? And once you have an idea, we'll move forward, whatever. So now let's say it's Mm -hmm. June. I've seen them two, three times, whatever, how many times, and they're still talking about it. I'll be like, let's do it. And at that point, I'm not (laughs) scared. And I am going to be conservative. Me personally, I know there's stylists out there who are not conservative with things like change. Um, I'm almost always conservative because I'd rather do a little change, like dip their toe into the pool and have them come back and be like, oh my God, it was amazing. And I want to go for it. And I'll be like, yeah, let's do this. Um, <laughs> when someone comes in with, and I've never met and they have like long hair and they're like, I want your hair cut, like cut it up to the chin, give me emo bangs, like whatever it is they want to do. I'm just like, <gasps> what? And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm never seeing them again. Like I do a fun haircut, but I'm just like, I don't know this person. I don't know how they're going to take it. I don't know if they're going to blame me. I don't know if they're going to go home and cry about it. So that does make me a little nervous. Not like to do the cut. Like I know my skill, but I don't know if they're going to like it. So right. Yeah. And then it's everybody like, has a different taste. Yeah. 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 And like I said, it's like, it's reading the room. It's reading the person. Right. So if someone comes in and they do like a little bit of change, even if they've had the same thing for a while, but I know that they just like to have a little more fun or they have a job that allows them to change and they come in with like an idea. I'm like, yeah, like do it. You know, recently it's a lot of people coming in saying, Simone, what do you think of curtain bangs? Cause that's like the thing, right? Mm-hmm. And even I kind of have curtain bangs going on. I don't even know what's going on with mine, but I I get it. So if it's someone who has like really long hair and we're going to be cutting off a lot, I usually talk them into doing something like chin length, not like eye length so that if they don't love it, it can grow out. So there's, there's an art to changing people. Um, And it's not always exciting and it's not always nerve wracking. It's usually somewhere Mm -hmm. right in the middle. Um, Do I love doing a fun haircut? Of course. Do I love seeing a big makeover or transformation of course (laughs) but like I said there's still beauty in the everyday and Mm -hmm. helping someone feel safe so much of my job are those things interesting yeah did I answer your question you did you did because sometimes I talk in circles (laughs) um so do you have anything else you want to say? 
No, I think that's it. I'm going to end this episode on three questions that I plan on asking every person. Okay. I want to know, first off, in relation to the name of the podcast, um, how do you take your coffee? Uh, I take it with a little bit of milk and no sugar. And the other two questions I want to ask is, can you think off the top of your head of your worst hair experience ever? Worst hair experience ever. Um, Probably when I went in and like ombre hair was the fad and that's what I wanted. And I walked out with just like chunky early, like 2000s highlights. And it was nothing like what I had wanted. And then I ended up like calling back and having someone there like redo my hair because that's how uh, unsettled I was by it. (laughs) Was it better after that? Yeah, it was better. And I loved how the person did it and I wanted to go back. And then I want to say like two weeks later, I drove by and the place was closed down and already something else. (laughs) So (laughs) I never had a way of finding them again. that um and what do you have an experience that was like amazing like the best salon experience you ever had um hmm I mean probably like that time that I went back and uh, that was one of them but the other was um I think when I went to my stylist my current stylist and I showed her what I want and I got what I want and I just was floored by it because that usually never happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, I think that's always like a, a unique moment because so often that doesn't happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So thank you for that. I, I always like to end on a good note. Uh, note that I asked the, uh, the bad question before the good question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, This was really productive and I think really helpful. um, And I can't wait to see what you do with your new identity. Thank you. I'll be sure to keep you updated. And thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Thanks, Lauren. Thank you to Lauren for taking the time out of your schedule to share this super insightful topic. And thank you for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard and want more, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. And as always, follow me for podcast updates at Coffee and Foils Podcast on Instagram and DM me with any questions or ideas you may have. See you next Monday.